What's up, everybody? You already know who this is, Voice of Reason, and welcome to Tell It How It Is, No Filter. This is episode 221. Welcome back. How's everybody doing? And yada, yada, yada. So, it's not my plan to start with this, but I was listening to Joe Button recently, and him and his uh, co-host, Ish, fighting over smashing each other's ex-girlfriend. So, it's not to really focus on them. It caught my attention because this is not rocket science, fellas. Um, it's a lot of women in the world. Easier said than done, we've been young and dumb and full of cum. Excuse my French. But um, mistakes have been made. But the bottom line is to um, deal with any of your friends. I don't care what the title was. Ex-girl. Ex-friend with benefits. Any kind of physicality that took place between your mans and a female... I feel should be left alone. You can break this down and say, well, hush, voice of reason. Suppose it was a one night stand. Suppose she for the streets and I'm putting my man on like, yo, go next. I guess you could argue that, but I still feel there's so many women in the world that there's no need. Do I look at you wrong if your mans gave you the green light? I don't look at you wrong, but I still feel there's so many options. Why would you have to go there? But we'd be assisting out here. We'd be, you know, John Stockton with it. You know, some guys are, are in a drought maybe or not very lucky with the ladies. So if one of your partners seen to cash in pretty easily and he feels this is a come up for one of his partners who's not been so successful, in dating and, and physicality and all that. So maybe it's needed. Assist is needed sometimes. But overall, let's not stay here. Overall, anything your man's touched, I feel you shouldn't touch. Especially not sneak and behind the back with it. I, I just don't like that. So the Joe Button and this thing, again, we're not going to really zone into that. But I feel like that's an open and shut discussion. Like, we don't do that. Anything that I've touched... I would hope my mans wouldn't want to touch, don't think about touching, even if approached, still will deny. I mean, still will decline. I can't control the world. I can't control everybody's actions. Again, we must grow and mature because if I'm talking to 20-something-year-olds, you're probably looking at me crazy like, it's on sight. Everything is food. I've been there. When you get more older, more mature, you go... I could just get my own work. I don't need to rig. You know what I mean? Like I don't really need to take leftovers. You should have that mentality that comes with confidence about you. Right? So let's just leave that right there. Your people's work is off limits to me, I think. Even with written permission. <laughs> I'm being funny. Of course, it's not written. But verbal permission, should I say. So, yeah, we on. We off that. So it got really heated on that. If you want to check it out, Joe Button ish fight. It's entertaining. 
But I'm not really pleased at the negative about it because it's not a good narrative. All right. To be really happy is what you need, not what you want. Now, I kind of agree with this and I kind of want to play devil's advocate with what, what you want. I'm not, I don't think you can never not want or obtain things you want, but needs definitely supersedes that. Definitely holds more weight than wants. So the need department should be fully blown up to your attention to give your energy to. So it's definitely um, helpful in your goal and your and your pursuits in in your life achievements. It's need. Example: water is needed. Uh, I don't want to get, you know, canceled here. Uh, coffee is wanted. That makes sense? Water is needed. Coffee is wanted. You could go down the line of other things that's needed. Uh, um, being responsible rent, mortgage, lights, water, not to drink, the water itself if you have property. Um, these are needs. Cable, satellite dish, tied in with the cable. Those are wants. And I have something later to kind of piggyback off that. But, um, yeah, we got to definitely separate wants and needs. Um, needs is first. Needs should be, should be given the most energy. And like I said, for every five needs that's obtained, you can have a want in my, in my book, depending on the want. Because you don't live your whole life. You know, you can't get too sucked in with just... Only needs, only needs, never wants. Because sometimes a want is a reward because of all the needs you fulfilled, if that makes sense. So, get it together, put needs above wants, have way more, and you can occasionally have a want. It's like a cheat day for my healthy people. All right, off that. Time isn't on your side in love and success. How much of it are you willing to sacrifice to get it? It's kind of deep. Um, that might be it for part one after I dissect this. Um, maybe. Right now, what I'm doing is more valuable than money. I'm letting time go because you know there's a clock I'm looking at. Time is way more valuable than money, no matter what anybody tells you. So what do you want to spend your time doing? I'm not going to criticize the order of this. I could, though, because success should be in front of love, for sure. But how does most of the world operate? So if love is what you want, 
I just, I just, I just played myself. I just played myself. I just said it. If love is what you need. <laughs> so ask yourself, is love a want or a need? Ah, that's a good one. But um, no, seriously. If love is what you need, how much time are you willing to sacrifice to get what you would say is real love, real genuine love, a real partner, the whole nine yards. So I feel women are more patient with this. Sorry guys, we could want love, but when that biological yearning and you know, you get all hot inside guys, we, we, just, we just may say, I want love, but in the meantime, in between time, let's fulfill these wants. Ah, gotta call it that, because that's what those urges and feelings are, wants. Is it fair to argue that if you're in a healthy relationship, sex is needed? Absolutely. But the excess of it, some would argue, excessively needing it becomes a want. It's no longer a need. But that's a whole nother subject. So, guys, we'll try this journey. But in meantime, in between time, have their fun, correct? So I don't think men, most men, will sacrifice a lot of time for this. They'll kind of, you know, finagle their way through. Women will dedicate a lot more time. The sad part is most of them that do take the time and sacrifice time to find love rarely finds it in the form that they really want. Because bypassing a bunch of people that initially don't do it for you, as far as when you're looking for a serious relationship, dating with a purpose, you don't really know if they can't get you there. Because a diamond started out as a rock, you know, a diamond in the rough, as they say. You know what I mean? So initially interactions and initial, you know, that's it, interaction doesn't really tell the whole story. You know what I mean? So you kind of could get yourself into a rut here because if you do sacrifice all the time trying to find love to a specific degree, you can wind up not getting it. So that's why it's a good question for you to analyze. How much of your time are you willing to sacrifice? Okay, let's go to success. Whatever that looks like for you own business, entrepreneur, real estate, music, podcasting, um, whatever plans you have that's going to take you over the top. It could even be just with whatever company you're with, you know, getting to the top of that ladder or just, you know, working hard, working 60 to 80 hours a week, even if you're not moving up the ladder, but you're, pro you're, you're providing financial freedom. Eh, no, I said that wrong. You're providing financial protection based on the hours put in because you don't have to really get to a certain title or climb a ladder if you don't choose to. If you can earn the funds that you 
are more than comfortable with being a worker. I know people are going to tell you work, 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 the 80 hours a week or whatever, then take money from that to invest in yourself. I do believe and stand and support that fully. Definitely invest in yourself. But again, if you are happy with how your program is set up and you know you go hard, there ain't nothing wrong with that. So I feel like that's where men come in and they're more savvy with this. So they'll have the more patience with that whole, you know, time isn't on your side, how much you're willing to sacrifice. So men, we uh, excel in that as far as success go. I feel a little more than the ladies, sorry. And ladies excel a little more in the love department. Get it? So that's that with that. Um, but just know that definitely time isn't on your side. Choose wisely how you spend it and really understand that you don't get it back. You know, not to really have you all, you know, on edge and, and, and too overthinking now because you're like, yo, time, time, time. But just be aware. Just be aware. That's it. I'm going to do one more and then part one is out. Uh, regulars at a club or lounge versus newcomers or once in a bluers. The plus and minus of both. So this was inspired because um, a few weeks back I uh, took a trip with a compadre and... This happens everywhere. It's not even about location. So where I went does not matter. But um, I noticed it. And I've noticed it a while. It just stood out a little more this time. That guys who regularly have a spot that they go to. I'm just going to make up a name. The Snoozy Lounge. Let's just call it that. Right? And there's like five guys. Funny, right? Five guys, Snoozy Lounge. Um, that... Go every Friday or every Thursday, Friday or every Friday, Saturday. There's a you know routine, right? So those guys versus guys who never been to Snoozy Lounge or once a month or once every six months, whatever. You know, that's the comparison. The interaction with the women, right? So why do we, and I say we, I mean men. I'm not going to try to dissect why women go. Because there's all kind of bunch of stories. Some women just want to get out, socialize. They're social creatures. It could be harmless. It could be for some something more. I hope it's not to find the right one, which is possible. But that's the woman's side. Men, we go to socialize as well. Be with our brethren, our brothers. Talk shit. You know what I mean? I mean, that has always been the basic dynamics for me. At any point in my life, no matter the age, you get with the guys, you go to a spot. Yes, you want to see some tail. <laughs> it's just, it's just it's a testosterone thing. You know what I'm saying? You want to see some tail. You want to see some shaking of ass. And you also want to talk shit amongst your brethren. Maybe have a cold one. Maybe talk about work. I feel like it's a lot of things that we gather for, even in that type of situation. So... A regular, I don't want to call him corny, right? But there's a plus and a minus in it. So being a regular, the plus is you're, you're noticed, you're recognized, you know, you feel comfortable, almost as if it's your spot, right? So if you draw a crowd or you bring people out, you know, it, you become like a social, a social uh, 
You're needed socially because you're bringing people or because of your presence so often, people are comfortable with you. So now when you want to interact with a female, let's just cut right to the chase. So a regular that, that interacts, interacts with a female, even if she's a regular or she's not, you have more confidence because of the surroundings. Like you've been there, you might know the bouncers, you know the, the bartenders, you could get their attention quicker. They bless you better because you've been there so much and you may tip well. So, you know, it's a confidence thing. So now when you approach a female, it's more in your favor based on like vibe and, and like I said, confidence. But now a newcomer, you're not known by no one. So everything you have to build from the ground up. So the bartender, you gotta get kind of used to you, let you, you know, the kind of drinks you like, how well you tip. The bouncers, you know, you just called you, you gotta show your ID or whatever. Then you become familiar there. And then if you approach a female. So you got all, you're basically a stranger to everyone. So you have to put in a little more work. There's no vibe or, or energy on your side initially off top. But for the regulars, there is. There's that type of vibe and energy right away that, oh, this guy must come here a lot. So it's kind of an advantage. Here go the minus. So now the minus, I said the minus of the um, newcomer. The minus is he's not known. The negative is not known. He's from the bottom up. He got to work to really get it. It's not a bad minus. It's just a minus. The plus for the regular is that they're known. All right, move. Now, the minus of the regular is like, it could get to a point where it's like, well, what else you got going on? Because you always in here. One. It may look like you don't, yeah, you don't do nothing outside of that. It may appear that way. That doesn't mean that's true. Two, if you're successful in your woman chase and you build up numbers, now if these women are coming in on a regular, they may spread your name in a bad way. Like, yeah, he's just here chasing tail. You know, that rumor may go around. Especially if you if you had a bad if you had a bad interaction with a female, that might go around. So being known or being like like a regular could be negative because people will talk your business more or, or judge you more. You know what I'm saying? So that's the minus in being a regular. You don't really, you want to kind of shake and move, shake and move. You know, being mysterious is the best. If people know you, it kind of like take away from your authenticity. Feel me? A little bit, just a little bit, if you ask me. So yeah, the regular versus the newcomers. Um, tell me how you think about that. Tell me if you agree, disagree, leave a comment. You know what I mean? I'll be back for part two. Peace.